0: Hello and welcome to Glover's Talk, Somerset Lives weekly podcast covering all things the oval town. I'm Stephen Darbyek, I'll be hosting today and joining me, as always, is Mike Taylor. Hello. Mike, how are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. All good. It's has in a nice tan after a glorious bank holiday weekend, of course. Yeah, well
0: I think the weather, you know, it's really peaked, isn't it? I think we had summer last week, so that's always uh always good when it arrives so early. But um but we're here and we're here for a final episode of the series, because of course football season is now over, summer is here, players, fans, coaches, you name it, they're all off to the beach very, very shortly and enjoying their summer holidays, so it's the last time you'll hear from us this season I'm afraid, but we have got some big news to talk about because we're recording this on Friday, May the 11th, and um, yesterday came the news that Yeovil Town have released their retain list. And, of course, it means that they've released four players, those being Artur Krzyziak, Nathan Smith, Ryan Dixon and Dan Alfie. Now, whether there's too much of a shock that those three players Mm. have been, or those four players, should I say, have been released um, by the club, I'm not too sure about shock. But certainly, you know, I think there's a a bit of sadness among some of the fans at the fact that three such experienced players have been let go. So, Mike, first of all, I'm going to ask you just your initial reaction to that news. Um, I
1: thought... um... The list sort of makes sense, really. I thought um, I, I thought Dan was going to, I thought he was going to go. I think if he, he did his ACL and hasn't played since, and I think even if he did um, put him to fitness, I think there was maybe the suggestion he would be the same player as, as he would have been, um, which is uh, quite sad. Um, after Krychak, I thought um, if Stuart Nelson had been signed, if he got that deal, I thought that you know it was, there's only going to be place of one top keeper down, and I think um, you know Darren Wise evaluates the two players, and he's judged that Nelson, a bit a few years older, is the better option in the long term. Um, I am quite, a, uh, unfortunately, um, stunned by Nathan Smith. I mean, I thought Nathan Smith was going to be uh, someone who was going to be at New Yorktown for, you know, the next season and beyond. Um, so I'm very sad to see a vegan Warrior uh disappear, and uh, I wish him well. And then Ryan Dixon as well, so it's um, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like I, I was, I was, shocked that Naby go, but otherwise, for the I think it sort of makes sense. I think having having seen the team throughout the season, I don't think there's
0: really too much to be surprised yeah. about. I think for the one that was maybe a bit of a curveball was Dan Alfie because it wasn't necessarily expected. He did, of course, have a have what was a, sort of officially a two year deal, but it was one of those where the club had an option to extend it into a second year. And I yeah. think when you when you Consider the fact that he suffered the injury that he did so early into the season, but he's not had a, he's not fully recovered yet, that yo didn't really get too much of a chance to gauge him and gauge how well he would have, mm. and have contributed to the team. Well, I'm not altogether surprised with that, that is a decision that has been taken now. So sort of with the fact that the his contract situation has now come to light. I think, you know, it's an opportunity for yo to look at some players who have been playing week in, week out throughout the season and try and get them in in, mm. in his place and so it's a move that makes sense. I'm quite sad by, by all three going, to be honest with you. I think Krzyziak, Nathan Smith, Ryan Ditson, all top professionals, all you know the times that I've dealt yeah, with them, was, all yeah. you know very, very good people. And um, they've all contributed to the overtime while they've been at the club as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always sad when you have to get rid of players like that. But then I think if you look at all three of them individually, I'm not surprised the decision's been taken and I can see why they've got rid of them in all three cases. If I go through them one by one, you have Art Kriziak, who... Unfortunately, was usurped by Stuart Nelson when he signed. I know that he yeah. came back in after Nelson suffered his injury, but I think as soon as Stuart Nelson agreed terms on that two-year deal, the writing was always going to be on the wall for, for Kuzjak. I spoke to Darren Way yesterday when. I went over there and, and, and saw him following the news that, that Krzyziak had gone. And he did say, you know, if the budget had been there, he may have, you know, been able to keep both of them. But I think when Jovo were in a position where they could only afford to have one top experienced keeper yeah. on their books, it was always going to be Nelson, I think, to be first choice. And as soon as Nelson signed that deal, then Krzyziak was, was always going to move on, yeah, unfortunate as it. that is. But I think if you look at it, I think is as good a keeper as he has been, and the amount of times he's kept Jovo in games, he has been quite error prone. At times as well, so it's um, it's sad, but I think you know Nelson probably is a better option out of the two, and you can fully understand that yeah. one. And I think with um, with Nathan Smith, yes, he's been a loyal servant to Yeovil, but I think you know the issue with with Smith again is probably his fitness. He suffered two knee injuries in the mm. last two seasons, both of them maybe not serious, but they've kept him out, out for a couple of months at a time. He suffered the injury at Crewe in February, came back and wasn't really... You know, the game that we did see him, again, was at Notts County, and he looked very decidedly off the pace, didn't really look like he'd recovered. And I think the feeling is that, yes, he's been a good player, he's been a good servant, but has he got the leadership abilities and has he got the sort of player that Darren Way wants to bring in? Mm. We talk about experience, but if we talk about leaders who are going to get in player spaces and really shout at them and really, you know make their presence felt in the dressing room. Nathan Smith's never really been that character. He's right. very laid back. He's very calm, very sort of collected and methodical. And maybe they just felt they wanted to go in a different direction with that. And I can understand that one. And again, with Ryan Dixon, I think he's been a very, you know, consistent player. He's been a solid player, mm. but again, you know, he's not somebody who's going to go out and shout and get in the players' faces and really jeeve them up and, um, and make that difference on the pitch from yeah, a agree, leadership yeah. point of view when, when needed. And, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, maybe the fact that all three have gone at once may be a bit of a surprise, but I think if you look at down and knock it down individually, I'm not surprised. And to be honest, before the news came out, I was expecting all three of them to be released. And, and so, and that's what Darren Way has done. Yeah. And of course, another key fact to, to take into a, a sort of account here is the budget will still be relatively limited by League yeah. Two standards next year. And, you know, Darren Way is going to have to, Bring players in if he wants to improve the team, and to do that, he's going to have to, you know, free up some wages. And maybe he feels if he can identify two experienced players there, that maybe it's worth it to to free up some wages and yeah. then to be able to be, be able to afford to reinforce with squad of players that he wants. You know, I
1: completely agree. I think that's the I think that's the the, the way I've seen it really. I think, um, you know, I can't speak for their wages. I don't know that wages, but obviously, if you let go four players. You can that does free up a lot of money in the wage budget to offer your players in your squad to improved contracts to uh, certain stars, or it can uh, help um, you know offer a more attractive deal to uh, you know uh, people on the market really. And I think it's it's important to do this really. It is it is you know can be a bit brutal. Um, It can be a bit of a hard decision to uh, see which players you want to keep when you. Um, what once you can really just let go, but it yeah, is just. Um, I think that's just football. Really, it's just. Um, it's just a harsh thing. By it but I think if Darren Way can obviously you know, replace these players, I mean, for example, if we could replace Nathan Swift for a bear, like a, a canny, you know, versatile um, uh, centre back, that'd be really good. I mean, and the same with. And if we can get a really good full back in, I think that might just uh, be the turn in the overton's fortunes really.
0: I think, I think you're right. I think Darren Way has identified if he wants an experienced centre-back this summer. Of course, there is still doubts over the future of Omar Silwomini who has been offered a new deal but is out of contract and I'd be very surprised if there's no interest in Omar. And, um, and I think that You know, going forward, they're going to need that figure. I think one player that that Yeovil never really replaced, and I think it did did coincide along with the season before last with the loss of Ryan Hedges, you know, to kind of at January, but one thing that Yeovil never did was he never found a good like-for-like replacement for Darren Ward because Darren Ward was superb when he was there. He was very much, you know, in the latter stages of his career but he was a leader, you know, he wasn't afraid to you know to shout at players to tell yeah. them what to do on the pitch. He wasn't afraid to really take control when it was needed. And Yeovil looked much, much calmer when Darren Ward ever played. If you if you go back to that time, and I, I see similarities in that with Stuart Nelson, I think, yeah. when Stuart Nelson came in um, at Exeter, he just had such a he just noticeably had that calming influence on the teammates looked much more composed, much more in control and, you know, it mm. looked more settled. And I think that those are the sorts of experienced players that Darren Way wants. You know, experience doesn't have to be defined by how old you are or how many games in the football league you've played. It can be determined by the success you've had as a player, by the levels that you've played at, by whether you've been, you know, captain at previous clubs. And there are so many different sort of, categories of experience you can mm. you can factor in there and so the fact that they've got rid of three players who have had such a you know big influence and a big impact at Yeovil over many years it doesn't mm. necessarily mean that that Jovo will shoot themselves in the or that Darren Way isn't doing what he he set out to do it's yeah, that right, just yeah. that maybe at this moment in time the club just wanted to go in a different direction on the playing side
1: yeah of course and I think um People say, you know, they want experience, they want old heads in the, in the dressing room, but I, I could be accepted that, but I think that you know, there just needs to be a case of um, young, younger players do need to come through the system. They need to be given the chance, and obviously, um, you know, you're going to get more years of a younger player than a, obviously a more, um, an older player, really, and I think that I think Darren's just got to be very canny of how he uh, operates his transfers. I think his transfer policy, as I've seen very recently, has been about, very much like under-25s, really, and um, the perception of Stuart uh, student Nelson and... Um, On the free, there have been younger sign-ins, and I think it's just a a sign that, you know, Darren wants to build a younger side, young, talented side, really, that can sort of develop as a team and obviously as players and uh, go through the divisions, really. Um, It's just going to be interesting what Darren does over the summer. Um, You know, if you can get those players in, if you can get the right sign-ins, you can get, I think, if we can retain certain players, I mean, we're probably going to go on to the big war that uh, are looking to be uh, kept by Yeovil but it will be uh, an interesting summer ahead of uh, Yeovil Town really
0: I think so yeah and just while we're here I just want to um, have a look at Twitter I've got Twitter open in front of me and just uh, read a bit of, of a reaction to the retain list of some of the Yeovil fans got Barry Cross in here who's um, tweeted to um, Nathan Smith he said you just seen the retain list you're leaving thank you for all that you have done in green and white I'll certainly miss you Good luck for the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. I think you, you've got um, you've got that sentiment all over the place, really. I think from from fans, from other journalists. I so, um, read out Tom Seymour, you know, my, our predecessor, our, our colleague, also yeah. uh, BBC okay. Somerset um, summariser these days, and he said we'll be sad to see Ryan Dixon and art Krysiak leave Yeovil Town, but particularly gutted. I won't be dealing with uh, Nathan Smith anymore. Mm-hmm. A solid pro on the field and a really interesting guy off it. Good luck to all of them and whatever step they take next. Um, I'm just going to um, read out his the best team in the West, which is the Yeovil Town fan blog. Mm-hmm. He is um, run, run by Yeovil fans. And he says, um, slightly shocked by our release list. Obviously, it's unfair to judge until the replacements come in, but to get rid of some of our most experienced and consistent players seems like madness. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there is a there is a varying um, sort of range of opinions here. You know, there's others saying, well, Darren Way said he wants experience, but he's got rid of three of our most experienced players. And again, you know, there is that there is an argument to be made, but I think if you if you break it down what well, individually, mm. I think if you're taking into account sort of performances, if you're into account fitness issues, if you take into account the players that that they may be looking at and the targets that yeah. they have set up, I think it's just the case that. That those three were were all deemed, you know, that, that there were so, probably so better progress, options yeah. out there. And that yeah. happens yeah, at all clubs up and down the country, no matter what level you're at, no matter where you're at. Oh, yeah. it, it Sometimes, you know, it can be nice to say players are experienced, players have been there a long time and have that sentimental thing. But really, if you want to move forward in football, you can't really have that place for sentiment. It's got to be about what players can offer you now.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think there's always um, some heartbreak when it comes to uh, players going out the door um, at new uh, uh, any club really um, so I can completely gauge that to a reaction, I mean again, I mean, I was some, I was only shocked really at Nathan Smith going, but everyone else I was like, well, I'm content with that really um, again, it's just a case of just seeing, we can really only judge these people being let go when, uh, when the replacements come in really, um, when the replacements come in and see if you know, they're any better or any worse, and then you can really make it a judgement really, but also, obviously the deemed service to a requirement, so it really is just a case of we'll just have to move on and uh, hope for the best, really, and see how it goes next season, really.
0: Go yeah, and, and certainly, you know, I, I join all the fans and I join everybody who has said this, you know, I wish all three of them the very best for the future, oh, really they've agree, all been yeah. very, um, they've all been great servants for the football club, and um, and hopefully, maybe some point in the future, they may have another role to play in another capacity yeah. with the club, but, you know, I, it, it's it's part, of, part and parcel of football where these players move on, yeah. and um, so, I'm, going to, um, I'm going to change tack. I'm going to stick with uh, the news of the retain list. But of course, Yobel have made two contract offers. And I'm going to start with a man that most Yobel fans will be absolutely desperate to see, yeah. put pen to paper on a new deal and remain at Hewish Park over the summer. And that is Omar Sawumni. No surprises he's been offered a new deal. He was, you know, probably the most improved player at Town this season, winner of our Player of the Year award and a player that, that you have to think, Mike, yeah. if Yobaltown are going to climb the table next year, it is paramount that Omar Sawumni is part of that
1: team. Yeah, of course. I mean, I was talking the yeah, other week about um, having a spine in the team and I think he'll be a key part of that spine, really. Obviously, you'd the way I'm looking at that at the moment would be a case of say you know uh, Nelson, who's obviously been offered a t- been he's accepted a two-year deal today, uh, which is great. Omar will be a brilliant um, centre-back, and he will be a, a leader. He will be really grow within that role. And then you're looking at someone in the midfield, and then obviously up front, you're looking at say Zoka or uh, Alex Fisher will be that uh, that striker ready to be you know be the, the identity of uh, your town. But yeah, I mean, I- I've been very, um very, very satisfied with how he's played this season really, um. A while. Um he's been very much um a cool head at the back. He's been um someone who's been great at pieces as well. And he's just there's been odd moments of you know, he's made mistakes but, but again every player makes that and again he is a young player. But he's gonna be a player that will flourish under Yobatani if he's given the tools, if he's given the he's in the right system and he's given the confidence to uh, go ahead, so
0: yeah i think I think it's absolutely key and um I, I think you're right I think you know it would be, be a real real shame if Omar was to go unfortunately mm. I think there there is going to be interest in him there will serious interest in him from a leading league two club in um in january um, so you know he, he it would be a surprise you know if there wasn't more interest in him this summer he's only improved really from his performances in the first half of the season he really did get stronger and stronger as the campaign developed so I think it's going to be one of those where Yeovil fans are really going to have to hold their yeah. breath, cross their fingers, you know, pray, you know, make wishes, no matter what you have to do. Mm. If Omar and Womley, you know, it remains at Yeovil Town, it will be a very, very good piece of business. And no, we'll I think um, so, yeah. What Yeovil have to make sure that they do and, you know, it, of course, the first priority is that that Omar stays. But if he goes, they're going to have to make sure they have a very, very good replacement lined up because to lose a key player, no matter how many players remain under contract, you know, if you lose mm. a, such a key figure in that team, in Omar, you're going to have to do something to replace him to ensure that you don't fall backwards. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move on to the second player who's been offered a new deal, and that's Oscar Goburn, and that is a move that maybe's been met with a bit more surprised by some uh, supporters, um, but. The news was that he's been, he has been offered a new deal. He came in in December on a short term contract, um, which is now expired. But but Yeovil clearly seen enough of him, or seen enough from him yeah. um, in his time here, to uh, to be convinced that he will have a role to play going forward. Yeah, um, maybe a bit of a curveball, but of course, you talk of Oscar Goburn, and he is somebody that you know, maybe has had his fitness issues, but when he has played, he has at times shown, he,
1: shown glimpses of being a good player. Yeah, I think that's the reason why really I think it's um, Darren playing a bit, uh, basically a gamble with Darren, because, you know me um, Oscar did have uh, a bit of an injury layoff, so he was quite limited in what we saw of um, Oscar Guglielmo, but my first impression is when I first watched him play, he was um, very much a, a, quite a confident and very uh, canny player, um, and I really did um, like the look of him, I liked how he handled himself, I liked how he was on the ball, and it was very, it's important that I think the other have they have a look at ball carrier and someone who can pass the ball, really. Um, for him to be offered a new contract, I think that's the right move in all fairness. I think it's, um, you know, he's obviously shown enough to impress Darren and I think I've been a, I've been a satisfied voice and so far I think uh, if he gets a full season under his belt, who knows what could happen, It could be the key to uh, Yeovil's uh, future, really, I guess. So
0: I think it's maybe indicative of the fact that Yovel in defence, have had several good options and several players who have come in and impressed, but maybe you could argue that the weakness mm. in the team has been, in particularly with permanent players, mm. in the centre of midfield. I know you had James Bailey and, and Connor Smith in the first part of the season who maybe didn't impress as much as they would have liked. Yeah. You've had um, Alfie Santos, who's coming in again, shown glimpses of being a good player, but hasn't consistently nailed down that spot in the team. Mm. And of course, you also have um, Jake Gray, who... Unfortunately, suffered that pretty nasty ankle injury in February, ruled him out for the season. And um, I know he's, I know he's he's in a boot or he was in the boot a couple of weeks ago, hoping to be fit for the start of the season. But of course, if you look at defence and if you look at the decision to get rid of uh, Dixon and Smith, is, mm. you've got the got of um, Bevis Mugabe and Sean Donnellan, who you know are young and under contract for next season, who you can see yeah. going in and really you know establishing themselves in the team if all goes well. Whereas in midfield, there's nobody really who can that role so maybe I think that could be a factor in it but I think I've been impressed in, in stages of Oscar Gobert I've not been altogether impressed there have been times yeah. where he's been a little bit off the boil but I think yeah, if yeah. you give Oscar a pre-season if he, if he this is providing he, he agrees to stay with but if you give him a pre-season give him time to build up that fitness and really hit the ground running then he could be an asset and I think yeah, that's, pretty, yeah. what it, that's what it comes down to here what, it, what contract he's been offered you know, we don't know exactly yet we don't know the sort of uh, the, the, the money side of things either but what I will say about about him is that he was a free agent when Yeovil signed him last summer and I think if you're looking at football league clubs they are going to be interested in Oscar goburn I can't see that many teams being in, interested in him apart mm. from Yeovil so really the decision for, for Goburn is going to be do I want to stay at Yeovil or is there a club out there in another league where he's played in Scotland before oh, yeah. maybe the National League you know? Do I want to drop down a level or do I want to stay in the football league and, and really well, fight for my place?
1: already. Yeah. And so it's yeah. a, so it a big say.
0: decision there. I'd be inclined to of say that if he's going to be wanting to stay in the football league, he'll sign that contract. But it's, uh, I think it's a bit of a 50 50 there. Maybe, you know, in terms of will he get offers from elsewhere. Yeah. Um, now, there are players who are still in contract at Yeovil Town, but it hasn't stopped speculation over their future. And two big players who Yeovil Town fans would, would want to keep, but who we think may be off for summer. Tom James and Otis Khan, of yeah. course. Um, I'm going to start with Tom James because there has been interest in him. There's been newspaper articles linking him with various clubs with, with varying degrees of, of truth, as I understand it. But there's been lots of Swansea, Bournemouth, Aston Villa, um, Celtic. We've also been interested in him, and when you look at his versatility and his technical ability, mm. perhaps no surprise there yeah. has been that interest. Trust. But it's a player that, although Yovel will get money for him it if he does that, go because he's under contract, yeah. it really would be a blow for for Yovel to lose a player of that calibre. No,
1: exactly. I mean, considering Nipps smith has gone, it would be a massive blow. But I think Tom James is someone. I think if he can, if he can, he and Omar can uh, stick together. I think they will be. Uh, um, quite a positive um, season mm-hmm. upcoming for, for Yovetown. I think that's what Yovetown will need, really, is a solid back line, really. Mm-hmm. Obviously, going to be massive impact to and Nelson, so that's going to be the key to um, whatever uh, Yovetown do next season, really. Um, I am a massive fan of him, I think it's important that he stays, and obviously, you know, we, we've talked many weeks about the, the, um, you know, the, the interest in him, and he will probably leave eventually, but I think it's important that we retain him for as long as we can and develop him as a player and, and as he develops he, he can create some more memorable uh, moments for you the, so.
0: the thing that I would love to see happen with Tom James and then depending on the sort of club which comes in for him you know possibly you mm. know say a Swansea which is one of the teams that have been linked possibly a Celtic mm. another one you know if those are clubs that are genuinely interested in Tom James mm. I think it would be you know it's a it would be key for Yeovil in negotiations yeah. here because you know they have got that negotiating power they've got him under contract is to say to them, look, you know, we understand, you know, you know he's got great potential. He's mm. been a fantastic player. He's got the versatility, you know, he can come in and fill a number of key roles in the team, which not many players can. Mm. You know, he's clearly got the potential to play at a higher level in the future. But maybe just at the moment, you know, he he'd be best suited with another year at League Two. And so yeah, what yeah, we agree, would yeah. do is <clears throat> we would be happy to sell him to you. But what we would really like is for you to loan him back to us for a season, oh, yeah. because that that would be a deal that I think would suit all parties, and that Yovo would get money for him, but they'd also get another season for him as well. Yeah, and that that would be fantastic if Yovo were able to do a deal. It's a deal that you know that clubs up and down the country have done, you know, before. It's, it's, very it's, it, mood, it's, yeah. it's uh, there are precedents for it out there. It's not something which you know. I think that you know if you're looking at the sorts of clubs that. Have been linked to them, you know. There's plenty of clubs where maybe he wouldn't get the game time first up anyway. Yeah, we'll and so it would, yeah. And so it maybe be a benefit to them yeah. to to let him have another season on loan to develop his game. So that may be something. That may be an option. Um, Otis Khan, of course, the other player who has um, been the subject of interest, particularly in January, where are, like likes some Bristol Rovers, um, Luton, Luton, Luton were, what, were interested in him, Wigan were, you know, I understand interested in him, Bradford there were several clubs that really wanted Otis Kahn. It was really when he was at the height of his powers before the unfortunate sending off that really derailed his season, as it turned out. Yeah. You know, the Otis Kahn of the first half of the season was a real, real dangerous prospect yeah. and caused problems for any team in this league. And so <clears throat> I, wouldn't be inter- I wouldn't be surprised to see more interest in Otis Kahn for that reason. That, yes, he's had a poor, by his standard, second mm. half of the season. But if you look at the players that... Um, that were interested in him, if you look at the fact he's got a release clause, which isn't that much by the standards of many of many clubs, I can see, you know, there being a team that can say, you know, you know what, yes, okay, he didn't have a great second half of the season, but, you know, we know if we can get him playing like he did in the first half of the season, he'll be a real asset and he can be really somebody who, you know, could be a very, very key player for us. So, again, you know, whether a team wants to take that gamble, I don't know, but, it would be a fairly inexpensive gamble, mm. and maybe you know we could see Otis Khan out as well.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does next season if he does obviously stay at the Old Town. I mean, if he will pick up with the the, the form he showed in the first half of the season, or um, if he will just sort of trail off again. Um, you know, I don't know. My position on really is just really just if he wants to stay, and that's good. But if he wants to leave, you know, there would be a case of you know, you might as well just um, you know, get as much money as you can and obviously reinvest that money in uh, areas of the squad, really. Um, I would say, and, and obviously on that front, he is, I would argue, one of the most valuable assets of the team. Because I think when he's
0: in form, he's the best, he's the most talented oh, player yeah, of in course.
1: Team. And I think, um, the team. We... The
0: problem has been him, you know, it's been what's happened to him oh, since yeah. he came back from his ban. He just hasn't been the same player, I think I'd argue. I don't think he's
1: a contrary. Is he contrary a goal or assists? At all? He's
0: had a couple of assists, but yeah. he hasn't scored since. I think Morecambe was the last goal he scored, and that was all the way back in December. So, yeah. you know, it really goes to show it's the, the scale of how his season tailed off, you know, it's dramatic. Yeah. And. Um, you know, you've got to look at it. You know, I'd argue that Viotis kind of a first half of the season. Yeovil should have to do everything that they could to keep hold of him. But Viotis kind of a second half of the season. Would Yeovil miss that player? Probably not, because no. they've got the likes of Reece Brown, Jordan Green. When he's fit, Jake Gray can play out wide as well. If that's the route that Darren Way wants to go, so there are other options there. And I'd argue that maybe you know, if you get a six-figure sum for Otis Khan, which is yeah. what you would get with his release clause, you can uh, you can reinvest that in, in other players. So. That's a that I think is where we stand with uh, with those players, but of course you know the other question is there are a number of players under contract for next season yeah. um, that you know remain under contract, but maybe given the lack of game time that some of these players have had whether there may be a future for some of them at the club. And I think, yeah. you know, I look at the likes of, of Connor Smith, who really was in and out of the team in the first half oh, yeah. of the season and really, you know, was was either, was often left out of the squad. And uh, yeah. I also look at Johnny Madison, now yeah, Stuart Nelson has signed Nelson, yeah. A, yeah. New, a new contract. Uh, Johnny Madison, he's virtually consigned to another season, probably of being the number two goalkeeper. And mm. whether either the players themselves are content to sit with another year, probably make it as squad players and whether the club themselves may feel that mm. their budget is best served by getting those two players off the wage bill and finding them new clubs.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, um, you know, you have to always evaluate the squad at the end of the season, who you think will be uh, a key key part for your squad next season, really. And I think, obviously, you look at obviously Conor Smith, if he's, not, if he's at this point of time not getting to the squad, so I think you have to sort of evaluate his future and see if, he, if he's actually required for next season. Uh, Johnny Matheson, I think he will probably personally be thinking, I don't really want to sit another uh, season on the bench, really. He'll be, he'll be looking for a move elsewhere, really. Um, whether that be in a League 2 club, I don't know, but he could certainly obviously uh, be a good keeper, you know. I think particularly league. at uh, National League level, I think yeah, he no, national find a club. league. find Yeah, yeah, obviously not to um, pay him a disservice or anything, but I think he will probably be thinking, you know, what if, where his career's going and what he wants to do, really. Um, So it would be very interesting I think and and, and Obviously if Madison set it goes for example Who would he um, be replaced with I mean would it be another young goalkeeper Would it be a promotion from the youth team, or will it just be a case of another experience? Uh, I think it? if
0: Yeovil Town want one, I don't think they'll find too many problems getting in another young goalkeeper, probably one who's been released from, say, a Premier League or a Championship Academy. Yeah. Somebody who they can bring in is very much to begin with a number two, but somebody who can work with Stuart Nelson and with Steve Phillips, the goalkeeping mm-hmm. coach, and really, you know, somebody that they can nurture who, when Nelson isn't available for whatever reason can come in and fill in but also somebody who they can see maybe growing over a period of a year or two years yeah. so that if Stuart Nelson isn't available or has a dip in form maybe then there's somebody Make who can it, challenge yeah, him yeah, yeah, sure I don't think, I think if Jovo wanted to go down that route I don't think it would be too difficult for them to find a new goalkeeper because there are plenty of them out there yeah. and of course I think goalkeepers there aren't as many of them but of course there's only one goalkeeper who can play at any, any one time oh, so yeah, there is, are yeah. always going to be players looking for clubs so I, I don't think that that, that would be a, too much of an issue for him to find somebody. And again, I think with Connor Smith in, in midfield, if that was a route that they decided to go down, mm. uh, they've already got, f- well, incl- if Oscar Goburn signs a new deal, they'll have five central midfielders under contract. So there would be some wriggle room there, I think. Now, Darren Way, I, I did ask him about whether he saw a future at the club for all of his contracted players. And he did say he had had conversations with a couple of those players he didn't name any names but it would lead you to suspect that maybe there are efforts ongoing or there will be efforts once the squad reconvenes for pre-season to maybe move on a couple of players or just you know assess where things are and I think that Madison and Smith would be two players that really would be in that bracket maybe you know and uh, but I think would be less likely maybe somebody like Alfie Santos as well. Although the fact that he has um, had the um, the option on his contract exercised by the club would lead me to think that he probably is part of the first team oh, yeah. reckoning for next season. So I think it's got a few decisions that still need to be made. But I think certainly in terms of the, if you look at the, the retain list as a whole and the players for the staying, the players that are going, what would your overall assessment be of that? Um...
1: I would have to I'd have to see really. I mean, looking at the the, the current team, um, it is a good crop of players. I'd say I think that obviously just needs to be some players that just need to be um, uh, maybe moved on and maybe replaced. Um, looking at, I mean, I'm just looking at the end of the contract list at the moment. Really, I mean, I, I, you can still as long as we p- retain the stars of the season. Uh, I think Zoko, um, Omar, uh, Tom James. If we uh, obviously. I'll, I'll go where Bossy would be um, in the Morocco as well, and uh, even Mugabe. Uh, no, not Mugabe. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Yes, Benes will Benes. Yes. Um, yeah. If, I mean, if, if he stayed, I mean, uh, it would be important for Jurvan's future to uh, do so. Really, um, it's just really just a case of I think Darren's probably looking at squad right now and thinking, what do I need to uh, fill in? Really, uh, what is what am I missing? And I think through him moving on certain players and obviously players we don't know who may be moving on, who may be be replaced. It would be very interesting to see what happens, really. Um, But I think Darren's probably being very pragmatic about it and seeing what he can do, really.
0: Yeah, and I think the key isn't going to be the players that he's released now, although that obviously does have some impact. But I think the, the bigger thing is going to be keeping the players that they want to keep, but also it's going to be the recruitment that they get done over the summer. That's going to be probably the most important thing. It's not always about the players you leave, it's about the players you get in to replace them. And if you can get in two or three quality players with experience who can really push your team forward, it sometimes only takes two or three players to really make a huge difference to where the team ends up in the table. And I know one thing that Darren Way has said in interviews over the last few weeks and one thing that's a goal is that he wants to push for the playoffs next season. Whether yeah. that's realistic and whether Yeovil can achieve that, I'm not quite sure. I think it's probably you know where they're coming from. I don't think they can quite get to that level, but I think they can certainly get themselves to a level where relegation is the concern for them. Yeah, Think right, get themselves yeah. into that sort of no-man's land area, sort of below the playoffs and sort of away from relegation, so that you know by Christmas you'll say 10, 15 points above mm. the drop zone. You finish about 15 points above the drop zone. Yeah. In that area of the table where the likes of Newport, the likes of Carlisle, Colchester have been... Okay, it's not what the fans would ideally want, but it would certainly be progress and it would be you know, it would be significant progress in what they've done over the past three three years. Mm. So I think that that's the thing. And then yeah. if they can do that then it's it's all about building blocks and about making sure that maybe not next year, but in two, three years.
1: You're already up there and not and get it back used into League be, yeah. One. Yeah, Of course,
0: you're going to need some more things for that to happen. I think you need, I think there badly, badly needs to be new investment in the club. I think that's something that really, you know, improve facilities Yeah, I think facilities to do with being improved. <clears throat> I think there, there needs to be a few things that happen to just bring back a spark and bring back a bit of a feel good factor yeah. that maybe hasn't quite been there. Yeah. But I think from, from where things stand at the moment, you know, yeah. Darren Way will be the manager at the start of next season unless he, just decided impulsively he was going to to walk out, which I don't think is going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be
1: very dramatic.
0: uh, So I think he's going to be building the squad that he wants or he hopes will get them up the table. It's going to be about how he is backed and there has to come a point where the owners can't just do enough to stay in the league because we've seen Jovo have only finished the season two points above relegation zone. And really, that's the difference, you know, two points in the course of the season, that's one result going the wrong way. You know, that, yeah, that exactly, is about as fine exactly, as you want to it, cut it. Yeah. And if next season you're on the wrong end of a couple of those results and we can easily quote the Barnett game where Joval, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the, say, yeah. if Joval hadn't won that game, it turns out Yoval would have been down. Yeah. You know, and similarly, um, Chesterfield, Yeovil lost to Chesterfield in the last minute that, you know, that game could have you know, proved crucial as well. Mm. Forest Green, where they threw away a two-goal lead at the start of the season, you know, there mm. are so many near misses that Yeovil have really had this season But it would be reckless for the club not to increase the budget and not to give mm. Dick Darren the opportunity to reinforce that squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've ha- you have to look at season B, uh, you know, a very much a start lesson ready and a lesson in, we need to pick things up, otherwise, you know, it could get worse, really. Um, you know, and to be two points off, I don't think any manager wants to be two points off relegation if they're a, certified football league club i think they would i would be personally a bit embarrassed by that really um you know and i think that darren i think he's just inspired by the fact obviously Accrington stanley have uh, won the league and obviously lincoln are in the playoffs so who knows if they could, could get up but i think he really is a case of um i think darren just wants to um, i mean he is inspired by these clubs and he just obviously wants to push on really and i think that's important for the fans that they. That your fans yeah. do push on and they and they go on and do something really and then gives gives you know, gives fans some to, to support and obviously. Um there's your the fans that maybe have turned away from here as well, maybe they come back in and
0: uh, That's what that's what we can hope, but yeah. certainly if you look back over the season as a whole, you know there's been a lot of football played, fifty nine games of course the league position wasn't what they wanted, nineteenth and two points above relegation but then of course on the flip side you had the run in the FA Cup that saw Manchester United come to Hewish Park you had the run to the semi-finals in the Chucky Trade Trophy which although you know not a fan favourite of the competition yeah. in terms of it, it, was, it was still only one game from Wembley and it was a big financial boost to the club so how would you see the overtime season as a whole now things you've all
1: done and dusted? Um, I think cup wise it's been quite positive I mean the United getting to the fourth round of the FA Cup I mean uh, it's that's a team in itself to get a glam tie against Manchester United. Great enough for the club, Puts from the from town on the map a bit for a night, but you know, but we, I think we quite enjoyed that. I mean, we, we enjoyed, uh, watching, obviously, you nine know, bus come in and uh, stay at a, a hotel here. Um, again, the cup, uh, the Czechoslovak trophy, a uh, you know, a competition that some clubs aren't really too bothered about. Darren took it to heart. And I think he, I think the cup, cups wise, I think that was the positive section of the season. Um, in terms of the league, uh, there's a lot of um, aspects of like, you know, this could have been so much more, so much more better, really. You know, I think I, at the very least, I can say it off the top of my head, Yoma um, could have been at least 10, 15 points uh, better off. They should have been more up there, <coughs> way, way away from relegation places. Um, and it really is just a case of, it's been a very, very weird season, really, I would say. For, for Yeovil, you know, there's been positives in the cut run, but in the league, they've been it's just been more of the same, really. And I think it's going to be a case of um, trying to gee up the team for next season, really. I don't know how you assess this season, as who has been watching more I, closely. I think, you know, I've seen
0: the vast, vast majority of Yeovil's games this season. I think there have been times where the squad should have got better results that they have. I think there were a number of near misses, a number of games where they got themselves into winning positions and, and didn't capitalise on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you know, the key the key free matches for me was the Forest Green away game where they yeah. went two nil up so early on and ended up game. losing both Morecambe games. Yeah. At home they were two 0 up and drew two 0 away, two 0 up, lost four three. You know, those are the sorts of results that Yeovil you know, should have, you know, had the whereabouts and the whereabouts in the to see those games out and get the wins. That's something that which you know should have improved. Yeah, and, and had I mean. there been just like four or five games where they managed to turn those draws or defeats into wins, they would have been 10, 15 points, maybe better off. And at that point, then all of a sudden you look much more it looks much more rosy and you, instead, you know, Yeovil weren't wouldn't have been worried about relegation. Mm. They may not have got to the playoffs, but it would have been in that safe mid-table area. I think the team yeah. and the spine of a team has the capability to be there. Um but I think there were times where Yeovil weren't helped by injuries particularly in the latter part of the season I think that did hurt them a little bit but I also think that, that in terms of where things are at is that they probably could have done a bit better in the league I've said that in the Cups I think the Cup runs were fantastic and oh, yeah, certainly yeah. The, it wasn't just the fact of getting to the, those stages and getting the teams that they did but it's the fact that the extra money it brought in enabled Yeovil to sign the likes of Alex Fisher who's, gonna, who's been a key player mm. in the second half of the season who will no doubt be a key player next season like Such Sean Donnellan, who albeit be young and had to wait a bit to get his chance. Looks like he could be a key player next season yeah. as well. You know, this is your work, which went on in January, which hopefully will benefit the team yeah. next season as well. Um, there was the for work that the club did to tie down Tom James and Jordan Green to improve deals. And although James may still leave, you know, it leaves the Oval in a better position. The fact that yeah, of they got him tied down to improved terms. Boston, yeah. So and Jordan Green would have been out of contract in the summer. So there yeah, there are. There are Good things that did happen. I think, how would I describe the season? I think overall, I think it's fairly unremarkable, particularly from a league point of view. Yeah. But um, they need to take it as a lesson going forward that they can't keep, you know, trying to tread water and just keeping their heads above the parapet there. Go, at yeah. some point, if you keep, and this is at board level, but at some point, if you keep trying to just stay in the football league, it will trip you up. And if you look at the kinds of teams that have gone down in the last two years, who would have predicted the likes of Chesterfield, the likes of Hartlepool, the likes of Leyton Orient, yeah. would have gone down in the last yeah. few years? Very, very few people. And Yeovil are very lucky, I think, that at some point in those last three years, they haven't joined those teams. Yeah. And they need to you know, give more backing to whoever's in charge, whether it be Darren Way, Darren Way at the moment, but you know, yeah. if it was somebody else, to give them backing as well. And just to make sure that... the at board level, things were going on to enable the team to have better success on the pitch. And I think that is the key. If the Oval, if the invest, right the level of investment comes in and that squad is able to be um, reinforced in the way that Darren Way would like it to over the summer, then there is a chance of progressing up the table. Maybe yeah. not to playoffs, but at least up the table. If some progress, but, yeah, I yeah. yeah. But if it doesn't come, if that doesn't happen, then it's very difficult to see the Oval being in anything other than the position that they were in this season, which would be yeah. a cry and shame. And really, when you look at the way that crowds have dropped off, you know, something needs to happen. I think we're all really hoping and all praying that next season things do take an upturn I agree. at Hewish Park and, and results improve on the pitch, no matter what it takes to get them there. And um, I think really, you know, so I, mean, I, I think that, that's... that's Pretty much takes us to the end of uh, this episode and and also the series. I'm afraid, of course, with no football there, it's not really going to be too much for us to talk about over the next few weeks. So, we are ending the series there. So, um, what I'd like to say is a huge thank you to everybody who has listened to us over the course of the season. It's been a joy to to record Mm. the podcast for you and to bring it to you. We've appreciated all the comments that we've had and all the feedback. ...that we've had and um, and we really hope, you know, that, that going on into the summer and, um, and into mm. next season... ...that um, that things do improve at Yeovil Town, of course, before next season... ...there will be sort of drips and drabs coming out of Hewish Park... ...and um, we will be bringing it to you on www.somersetlive.co.uk forward slash sport. If you like this episode, if you want to check back at any previous episodes in the series they're on iTunes they're on Acast as well you can subscribe if you want to although in fact there'll be no more episodes means you don't have to do that you can just check so you them have out a catalog. they
1: are there I mean but, an archive yeah.
0: yeah we have all the episodes there for you to go back and listen to if you get that urge to do so if you want your Town fits over the summer months so all that leads me to say is thank you very much for joining us today and over the course of the season and have a great summer thank
1: you guys bye bye